Hello, and welcome to another edition of Talk It Out. I'm your host, Brandon Sams, the Opinions Editor, and this week we'll be talking about whether or not children charged with particularly heinous crimes should be tried as adults. And with me, I have two columnists, Michaela Everett and Sterling Wilmore. So, Sterling, why don't you start us off and give us your general opinion on the topic? My general opinion on this topic is basically children, especially that are charged with horrendous and heinous crimes, should be trialed as adults, um, considering other aspects like abuse and things like that, but particularly um, given the circumstances of this this one story, um, mo- I believe that most children should be trialed as adults when they when they commit these crimes. Okay, Michaela, and now you. What's your general opinion? I don't think that children are by nature malicious beings. They're either taught that or brought into circumstances where that aspect of their personality will come out, like more specifically in the form of abuse. So I don't think that children should be trialed as adults unless all consideration is taken into effect with abuse, sexual violence, things of that nature. Okay, so Sterling, what exactly makes you think that they should be charged as adults? What pers- What is uh, making you gravitate towards that position? Um, well, one of my main points in my article um, was when I was looking at this this whole situation and just thinking on it, was there are children that are abused and sexually um, abused and have gone through different tragic experiences and events in their life, Um, some just as bad as others and some worse, you know, Uh, but they don't go to these extremes and commit these malicious crimes, and that seems to be not enough evidence for me to give someone a pass and say, oh, well, you can get a pass because you know you've been abused and this horrendous thing has happened to you when something just as bad or worse has happened to somebody else but they didn't commit a crime like this um so that's what i think you have to remember though that not everyone can handle every situation in the best possible way not everybody's mental stability is the same some things make people break easier than other things that's true, but um, there are some kids that they're psychologists and psychiatrists they they psychoanalyze. There are some children or um, adults that are that started these behaviors as children. Um, that yes, they might have had some types of or levels of abuse, but um, they just started out as pathological liars, and they were just they were just I don't want to say by nature, but they were just easily led to do evil these horrendous and evil things um so it kind of makes me wonder on the flip side like has this little boy kind of always had this this thing going on inside him where he was like i'm just gonna do wrong and i'm just gonna do bad and then it didn't help on top that his parents you know were not treating him or his siblings right and so that could have just brought out a whole bunch more stuff but there are kids out there that I know that they start from a young age where they they just they just do evil things and they can get away with stuff and use their their young their youth to get away with things. I think that that's an interesting point to touch on. So we're talking about the Jamarian Lawhorn case, uh, who's a 12-year-old boy who viciously stabbed 
one of his nine-year-old friends. Um, and in your column, Michaela, you touch on, touch heavily upon um, his history of child of being abused as a child, and stuff like that. So, do you really think that having a history of abuse should exempt a person, particularly a child, rather, from legal consequences? Not unless it sh- is shown that it has caused him to be mentally unstable and that has affected him in some way. If it hasn't, and they've taken done tests and seen that really, truly nothing is that wrong, something that would cause him to kill someone else, then no, they shouldn't be exempt, but it should be taken into account. What say you, Sterling? Um, but, well, just like I, I said before, oh, are you asking me on, on her? Okay. Uh, in some... I want to say in some cases that, yes, abuse um, of that child should be taken into consideration on to why this child is like that. But like I said before, um, there could be kids that are just naturally just don't want to do don't want to do wrong. And then, you know, they have abuse and the abuse draws out all this other all this other stuff and kind of. I don't want to. I want to say giving them an excuse, or giving them like a, a pillow or a cushion to say, "Well, I'm going to do this this wrong thing because this wrong thing has been done to me, and I'm going to do it to somebody else who's just totally innocent, not even in any any situation um, that they were talking about." I could understand like if all the kids collectively, um, his brother and sister, uh, killed up their parents, like. That's understandable to me. I'm not gonna say that you know the system, the court systems, the court system. They're still gonna be tried for it, but um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't take that as bad as I'm taking this situation that he just killed an innocent child. I think that's a, an important point to note because in your uh, column, Sterling, you touched on how after a year of deliberation, the judge ruled that um, Lawhorn was competent to stand trial. So, Michaela, you said that giving a particular history of abuse if it's found that they're unstable, that they shouldn't be tried as adults. But in Sterling's column, she cites that the judge ruled that he was competent enough. So in that sense, do you think that it is right that he's going to be tried as an adult? I do not. If you read the, um, the main article, it talks about how he called the police after he stabbed the little boy and told them, that he needs to be killed, he needs to be executed. And he, when the cops came, they went to the playground first. And this is the first time that he yelled out, according to a witness, and was like, hey, I'm over here, come get me, come take me away from here, like take me to jail, come kill me. That is not something I feel a stable individual would say. Nobody is willing, like, come kill me, unless something is not right. And another point that Sterling touched on in her talk, in her column was ha- um, the history of abuse for tons of children. So, you know, this happens to millions of children in America. But according to her, you don't have millions of cases of children murdering other children. So given that the judge found him competent enough to uh, take trial as an adult and that it's very much an anomaly, do you think that um, in the case of Lawhorn that there isn't really the special sense of abuse that is that dictated his actions since other kids in his predicament or worse didn't exhibit the same type of behavior 
As I said before, everybody handles situations differently. And children just in general are nine times more likely to inflict self-harm when they've been abused. And I think his actions are very much self-harm because he knew that if he did something this bad, he could be killed. Or that's what he understood to happen because he knew that police are enforcers of the law and they take away bad people. And he felt as though he was a bad person even before he killed this other little boy. And he wanted to be taken away. Speaking on that statistic that you cited in your column, uh, a 2013 statistic from Child Welfare Information Gateway that says that children um, with the history of abuse are nine times more likely to um, be involved in criminal behavior as well as act out violently. So knowing that, Sterling, do you think that that gives a child, particularly a person like Lawhorn, the leeway in the legal system to at least not be tried as an adult or maybe perhaps go through the legal proceedings, but just not on the scale like an adult would? Um, I, in the legal system, I'm pretty sure I know for a fact that, of course, they, they're going to look at this, and that does give them um, leeway because, you know, we're, we're human beings, and I do have a heart, and I do understand that, um, that abuse affects people differently. And then hearing that statistic, um, the likelihood of an abused child to go out and do something this horrendous and just um, out, just outside of the the regular, um, because he wasn't just inflicting pain on another or bullying. He he really actually killed this child. So I do believe to some extent this does give him a little leeway um, as far as. As, as far as this insanity plea especially, because they were talking about how um, they need to, you know, an psychoanalyze him and run some studies, run some tests, and I do believe that little boy does need to get checked out, and, um, you know, if, I'm pretty sure that there is something wrong going, there, going on there, and they need to get him help, um, but still, to me, the worst case scenario is that this, this little boy, this little boy is putting on a show. Um, America has not seen a lot of these type of kids, but there are some that are just, just actually diabolically evil, and they, no matter whether they were abused or not, they committed the same horrendous crime as this little boy. So um, I don't want this abuse to be kind of a umbrella over the the fact of the matter that he still killed an innocent child. So slightly shifting gears here, we've been focusing a lot on the murderer um, in this uh, particular case, but I want to sh shift more toward the person who was murdered, the little boy, um, Michael Connor. Um, th that was kind of a large part of your column, Sterling, was talking about justice, justice for the family and for the people affected by the actions of uh, the 12-year-old kid. So, Michaela, do you think that in this case, um, you're basically saying that he should not be tried as an adult because of his history of abuse, but given the justice system, you know, the key word is justice, do you think that justice will still be served if he were not to be tried as an adult? What's your idea on justice? I think it would be. Originally, back when I first brought this article up to Sterling, um, they were talking about putting him in a juvenile detention center and then trying him when he turned 21, 
which I thought was completely fair and just, but to just try him as an adult now, as a 13-year-old, that he's still a kid. He's too young, I think. What about you, Stephanie? What do you think? Um, at first, I, I kind of came to the same conclusion. Well, okay, well, let's give him some time, uh, per se, to grow up, but um, he's not going to do much growing up in jail or in a juvenile detention center and then try him as an adult. Um, but them just right off the bat charging him as an adult with this, this jury that they had. And I didn't read anything about them doing running any tests on him psychologically or anything like that um, or anything about the insanity plea really concerned me. And so um, to hear the verdict that he is now just charged as an adult and he's 13 now and they're not going to do this thing where he'll, that he'd come back at, at 21, it kind of unsettles me. So I don't specifically know what to say about mm -hmm. that. What about it specifically unsettles you? Um, I think the part unsettles me is that they didn't, that from what I've read, that they did not run a psychological test on him. So um, that is a huge part of what would be included in this trial, I believe. And everyone deserves a chance, whether you think that they're guilty, guilty, they should be in the chair or die or go to prison. Um, I think everyone deserves that chance at least to be mentally checked out, especially this little boy who we know has occurred, had, has had abuse um, in his home, so. All right, so Michaela, um, we're really talking about the abuse of everything. Um, so basically, um, we're talking, cut that part out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, discuss um, another thing that Sterling mentioned was um, premeditation. You felt that um, that the murder was premeditated. If it were premeditated, if it was found in the trial that the murder was premeditated, do you still think that, given his history of abuse, that um, he should not be tried as an adult? I do think uh, that this was premeditated, also and that it was premeditated in the fact that he knew, like as I said before, that if he did something like this, that he would be taken away from his home, and that's truly what he wanted. I don't understand why he didn't just go tell someone who could help him, but for whatever reason, he saw this as his way out, and he took that way out. And people in these situations sometimes do what they think they have to do to get out of these terrible situations. So should he be tried as an adult? No. And what makes you say that? Is it more so the abuse that he experienced or is it more so the fact that he's still a kid in the eyes of the law? He's still a kid. That's what really bothers me. That's scary to think about. A 13-year-old being sent to death row or something or being uh, in jail for life. So basically, no matter how heinous the crime that's committed, no matter how heinous the act, is your belief that no child 
and however you define child should be tried in a court system meant designed for adults. Exactly. Because children still have, I think, a chance to grow and to change because they're so young. They might, I don't know, uh, see the, really see the wrong in their actions, I don't know, become better people and become contributions to the society that we need. But I still have a have a question because um, he when I when I say child, I guess this is just a personal um, belief. Uh, I think young. Um, I think ten. No, I, I don't even think eleven. Once you start hitting eleven, twelve, thirteen, those are your tw- your t- tween teen years. And I know hormones are raging and emotions and different things like that. But this this young boy um, is still old enough to know one he's he understands the meaning of death and people if I do something to this person if I kill this person they're not no longer going to be here Um, two he was able to understand a little bit um, about the criminal justice system like I read an article he was he put up his hands and was like surrendering to the police so he knew what he was doing regardless whether there was abuse there or not um, he he showed off like adult-like traits because we 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 always categorize kids that oh oh they don't know anything oh they're not saying smart but they're naive and they're they, they really don't know too much, and they're, they're not capable of doing these types of things. Well, we've seen many cases where there are diabolically evil kids that plan out murders and, and, and do all this stuff and show us that, hey, kids are a lot smarter than you really think. And um, some have deceived us, and then some are, they, they really, there's really something wrong with them. Um, so to me, I'm still kind of not really set on the just letting him off easy and just trying him as a kid because honestly if he really just did not understand anything about anything that was going on that he was doing um, he wouldn't have put his hands up to the police and said oh take me away um, and it, it just he he showed off adult like traits to me that's I think mature that's enough. an interesting take on it I think that that's an important point to make, the fact that ch- a child, the word, is so loosely defined. So, Michaela, how exactly do you define child, and where exactly is the cu- cutoff for when someone starts becoming, for you, I don't want to necessarily say responsible for their actions, but when they stop being a child, where's that cutoff? I think that has a lot to do with when they lose their innocence. And in his case, I, s- I still get this feeling that he hadn't, lost it until he killed that little boy and and then he realized like you know I killed somebody now and you have to remember going back to what you said that children are tape recorders they repeat what they see and what they hear him putting his hands up doesn't necessarily mean anything he could have seen that on TV or in a movie or something that doesn't mean that he was like oh the police I should put my hands up to surrender because that's what that means he could have just been repeating something that he saw well, he knew he knew morally that what he did was bad enough for him to to 
get arrested. So whether or not he saw this on a TV show of this exact, you know, he might have taken this from, you know, a, a crime show and seen this exact thing that he's like, oh, I'm going to do that. But he knows that when he does that, that one, that person that he inflicted this pain on is most likely going to die. It's going to be injured. Um, and two, that he, this, this, that I'm watching, this is what I'm seeing, this is going to happen to me, and I'm going to do this because that's what I want to do. He had that, he was competent enough, he had that knowing that, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to make a choice, and whatever consequences come out of this that I know and or don't know that are going to come out of this, I'm going to make that choice enough to do it. Sounds like to me, and certainly tell me if I'm wrong, that for you it's more of a case-by-case basis. So depending on the maturity, because some people do mature faster than others, I think we all can agree on that. So depending on the maturity of the child in question, you feel as though that they should be tried accordingly, because you kept harping on he had adult tendencies. Is that a fair assessment? Um, It is. Uh, I I don't believe necessarily that um, a lot, especially kids that do heinous crimes like this, you do have to take it a ca- on a case-by-case case basis, but um, I'm not going to right off the bat write them off and say, you're not going to be tried as adult um, or give them leeway just because they have abuse in their household. Um, but still, you do have to take into consideration case-by-case case basis. If it, when they do, if they do psychoanalyze this little boy, if they find out there's stuff that's wrong, which I'm pretty sure there is, then they have to go back and do what they need to do in that justice system and get him um, whatever help he needs. But if there's another child that is not like that, you know, that this child just literally set up in here and, and said, I wanted to do this. I was coherent enough. I know what I was doing. I just wanted to kill this person, that person, or whomever. Then that child just needs to be, you know, handled with as, as according to, to what they need. Okay. So, any final, final thoughts, final words that you have on the topic, Sterling? We can start off with you. Um. I just want to it out there and say I'm not a cold-hearted person. I do understand that people have gone through traumatic experiences and events in their life and and that that causes and leads people to do sometimes very horrific and horrendous things such as this little boy did. I'm a psychology major so I want to work with kids and um, kids in the court system so this would probably be some of the stuff I'm seeing. Um, So I do understand that there are things and different factors in the lives of various people that will cause them and triggers that will cause those triggers to go off and unfortunate events like this happens. Um, I think this was sad. I think this was horrible. Um, but still, everyone deserve. I do believe everyone deserves a chance or at least a, a time to regroup and sometimes prove themselves or or prove that there's something going on there's something deeper behind what we see on the outside and we we, we're only looking from the outside we're Mm -hmm. we're not there in that situation so that's that's the best that that the public can do per se as an assessing this whole situation 
Michaela, final thoughts? I think Sterling is right about the whole, we would have to look at this as a case by case situation because not every child is the same, not every situation or circumstance is the same. In regards to this boy, she's right about us not really knowing what's going on, especially since there's been no test results that we know of. We don't really know what this boy's thinking or what caused him to really kill this nine-year-old. But I still don't think that all children should just immediately be tried as an adult just because they've done something really, really terrible. Well, that concludes this edition of Talk It Out. That's all the time that we have, unfortunately. If you have any questions or comments or even concerns, you can leave a comment on our website, theuniversitystar.com, or you can tweet us using the hashtag TalkItOut at UniversitySTAR. 